Hello, everybody. Welcome to our community, our mission. This is Barry Feeker, Topeka Rescue Mission Executive Director, with Marion Crable, Director of Supportive Services, and oh, yeah. Kim Turley, who is Director of our Volunteers Events. <laughs> And the media. Good morning. <laughs> had a break there in my mind there for a minute because we had a holiday and you know we're just not in the in the in the groove here. Exactly. Yeah. So yesterday was Memorial Day. It was. And um, different kind of Memorial Day than we experienced in a while. Um, some people were still doing the grill if they could find any meat to grill. Yes. Um, some people were getting together and some people weren't, and just the whole world and the and the country has been going through different things. So, Mary, was your Memorial Day any different this year? Yes, it was very calm and quiet and maybe more reflective than usual, right? Because I was sort of just at home. Mm -hmm. um, I was struck by uh, the folks that were playing taps all over the community, mm -hmm. you know, and hearing all these different uh, people doing that just by themselves, remembering. Mm -hmm. So I think it was different. I, I think that maybe in a good way, it caused me to be more reflective on what the day is really all about mm -hmm. versus just grilling it's just grilling, and right. getting yeah. together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and potentially being by the pool kind of thing. You know, it really was more about, so what, what does this day actually mean? Mm -hmm. So it might've been a good thing. Might've been a good thing. Kim, how about you guys? Uh, not too much difference. I mean, obviously with a three-year-old now, it just doesn't, <laughs> you don't change too much and, we're not big pool goers as it is, but it didn't help that it was raining yesterday anyways. Yeah. So it was just inside, just relax. We had some family in town, and so, but yeah, nothing too different. People uh, observe Memorial Day in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, incredible time to remember those who have served and who have exactly. fallen. And um, and people just uh, remember. I mean, was I was a kid. Uh, we went to the gravesides mm -hmm. uh, all the time and, and decorated them. And people do that still, but they don't do it as much as they used to. It's become more of that holiday for me to have fun and get mm -hmm. things done. But fun isn't necessarily happening like it did yep. uh, right. to get that break. And you know, if you're homeless. Um, and uh, you have just the rescue mission to be at. Um, Memorial Day is like every other day for a lot of people who are struggling with just um, surviving right. and uh, and getting where they need to be in life to make sure that they're in time for dinner and, you know, the bed and, and those kind of things. And But now today we've got a situation in our world today where there's so many people that have had an interruption in plans, yeah. uh, a big interruption in plans. Uh, homeless folks uh, oftentimes are those folks who have had enough interruptions in life that they've given up. There's just no hope there anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we started here, we were talking this morning about Proverbs 13 that says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And uh, how many dreams have we had interrupted here recently? You know, that, um, that we were planning on doing certain things. Um, we were getting geared to make things happen. And they're not happening. Right. You know, we've got a, a young lady who works for us that's getting married uh, here pretty soon. And and uh, I popped off to her the other day. I said, are you going to Zoom with your groom? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she didn't appreciate that. <laughs> and But her wedding's going to be less. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, less people. It'll still be meaningful and important. But the plans that people are having have just been really put on hold. Yeah. Um, but they still get married and they still go to work. And if they get a job. And, uh, but yet their heart is sick sometimes. 
what do we do with this? Um, you know, we, we're here to give hope to people who have lost hope at the rescue mission. Um, people stand in a line every single night to get something to eat. Um, people that have absolutely nowhere to turn. And that number is probably going to grow because of unemployment um, nationally um, and even in Kansas and Topeka. Um, what do we do when a deferred hope creates a sickness in the heart? What do we do with that? I don't know. That, that's a really good question. And I think I'm going to ask the question back to you, Barry. What does that even mean? What does it mean to be heart sick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we all have a different definition for that. Uh-huh. You know, um, as we um, think about Memorial Day and the losses that we've had in our life, people that we've loved and um, who have uh, passed away mm-hmm. and gone on before us. You know, there was, uh, um, I come from a, a line of veterans um, who, who served. As a matter of fact, I had three dads. A lot of people don't know that, but I actually have had three dads, <laughs> and all of them were in the service. One actually died in, in military operation. Another one died later who kind of raised me. Um, and uh, it was really hard um, to lose these men. The last one passed away uh, just a few months ago, and he was in the Airborne. Uh, another one was a Navy man. Another guy was in the Army, and he was uh, over in Korea. And um, after that conflict was over, he was in Germany, and he went down a plane crash and died. And so I look at all these things, and, and I know the one who raised me, that's the one I knew the most. And when he passed away, I was heartsick because mm-hmm. he was my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think losing something that we know we can't control when somebody is sick and somebody's hurting and we love them so much, uh, her heart gets sick because of loss. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. And then what do you do with that? You know, who do you turn to? Where do you turn? Mm-hmm. Where do you turn when your heart feels like it's just heavy or uh, broken? Broken. You know, where, where do you turn? And I would imagine that there are many, many folks feeling that way right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it, I think, is the uncertainty as well. It's not just the feeling of loss. It's the uncertainty of when will it be okay for me to make plans again? Yeah. When will my plans or hopes be able to be realized? What, what does that look like? And, and I think that that causes a heaviness or a heart sickness that almost has the opportunity to become chronic then. Right. So had not just something temporary, you know, as we lose people, um, there is a heaviness and a heart sickness that's always there. But it starts to become replaced by positive memories. Mm-hmm. Right. By mm-hmm. positive things. But I think right now we're wondering, you know, when when will that kind of feeling come back? When will the the positive feelings start to come back versus just the mm-hmm. uncertainty or concern about what I'm not going to be able to do? Kim, last week uh, when we talked, I was struck by when uh, you were talking about Colton and going to the farmer's market. Oh, yeah. And how he started to get insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was clinging on to you and Josh. And and um, and you had indicated that maybe something was really different because people were wearing masks. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know, as a parent, uh, it's been a while since I've had a little child. <laughs> um, but um, how did that feel when you know that there's an uncertain future? Uh, right now, um, things are so different. Mm-hmm. Things that you were planning, and all of a sudden, boom, they changed. How does that uh, affect a young parent? I mean, right now, I mean, obviously, if this goes on for a lot longer, I'm going to be a little bit more concerned. Um, but, I mean, it is. It's how things are going to be different. Like, they're talking how school will be different. And I'm like, 
these kids need that interaction. They need those different things for them to grow. Um, and like, if he doesn't have that, I mean, what's it going to look like? I mean, growing in a technologically age or whatever, I mean, we use, everyone's able to work from home and you're using your computer all the time and things like that. And that's not meant how people are supposed to interact. And I mean, Zoom calls, things like that. I mean, thankfully we have those, but that's not meant for how to kids to grow up. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of, it's different right now. I mean, obviously this is all brand new within two months of this all happening. Is that two months? Three months? Mm-hmm. Three now. Three. Three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean. Not years, just months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> feels a lot longer. I mean, if this goes on for a lot longer, yeah, like I'm going to be a little bit more concerned about what's going to happen. Like my little niece is supposed to start kindergarten this fall and I have another little boy I know that's supposed to start kindergarten. It's like they had kindergarten roundup via Zoom. I'm mm. sorry, kindergartners, Zoom videos, their attention span is gone. Yeah. So, so is mine. Just, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so it's just it's just really, really different and hard for these kids that are about to start on these new adventures. I mean, I know adults too, but kids are just these these milestones and learning things. I mean, it's affecting their brain a lot differently right now. So I'm wondering what it's going to be long term for them down the road too. I mean, obviously we have the trauma, but in the same sense, they do too. There is a there is a um comfort and predictability. Mm-hmm. Um, even for people who make some unwise choices, at least they have comfort in knowing that the outcome, uh, somebody who drinks and is a chronic alcoholic, um, oftentimes continues to drink because that's the one thing they can predict in their life. Mm-hmm. They know that they're going to have a hangover. They know they're going to maybe be doing some stupid things. They know there's going to be consequences, but it's the only thing they can predict. And so we... Um, do well when we can predict things mm-hmm. because we know what certain outcomes and we'll make good decisions. And then it gets interrupted and now we can't predict. You know, the Israelites were in bondage for 430 years in Egypt and they were praying for deliverance, praying for deliverance, praying for deliverance. And then some guy shows up named Moses. Mm-hmm. It's time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. And they had these miraculous plagues and everything that happened. And Pharaoh says, get out of town by sundown. And so they're, they're moving on out. And then there's no predictability now. And so they're complaining to Moses, and they said, let's go back to Egypt where we could have meat in the pots, and we had things that we were familiar with, and, and really what Egypt represented was bondage. Egypt represented slavery. Egypt represented torment. Egypt represented control. Egypt represented all kinds of ungodliness, and the Israelites were wanting to go back to predictability. And oftentimes that's what makes our heart sick is we want to be able to predict something. We want to be able to know where it's going. And so let's go back into something that's unhealthy. Yet God had a plan for the Israelites, a big plan, a big plan that they had been waiting for. And oftentimes their heart was sick because it was they felt it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. But it was going to happen in God's way, in a different way. We have an opportunity now to be able to really hear from God, to see things done differently. and But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. In other words, what is the plans that I'm supposed to have that God really wants me to have? What is the plan for the homeless in Topeka? What is the plan for people who are listening to this right now who may have lost a job? What is the plan for people? I, I just was uh, driving down the street to Church Family of God Church this morning on the way here, there was a line of cars a half a mile long waiting for food. Oh, 
at the at the harvester's food drop today. You know, what what is the plan for everybody that's in every one of those cars? What is the plan going forward? And I think this is an incredible time as our hearts are hurting, as we're feeling uncertain that we can't predict, that now is a great time for us to really pause and say, Lord, what do you want? And and to be able to have the faith and hope that he will answer. That's right. The faith and hope that he will answer. Um, and we know he will. We know he will. We how, know do we, how do we know will. that, Mary? Yeah, see, that's the real question. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it in my, in my heart, I know it. Mm-hmm. My head sometimes gets in the way of really understanding what knowing might mean, mm-hmm. which might mean just waiting and biding my time until it's clear what he wants me to do or be, being able to release control of what I think needs to happen because, mm-hmm. you know, I know stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I know how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I know how to control this. Mm-hmm. So why in the world he made me this way? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I'm sure he wants me to do this, <laughs> sure. right? Yeah, no, not so much. Not so and much. so how do I just embrace what I know in my heart to be the truth mm-hmm. um, and have the faith to, to put all of my hope in him, all of my hope, um, and not... Not hold on to little pieces of the me part that I think I can do it. I was speaking to a single mom this morning um, who has three kids. And she has lost two-thirds of her income. Mm-hmm. And um, she's at peace mm-hmm. uh, because she believes that God is going to take care of her and her kids. And I said, how do you know that? She had to pause for a minute. And there were two things. One is the promises that are in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But also, she's experienced God in her life. Mm-hmm. And she has purposefully said, Lord, I want to go your way. I want you to be real in my life. And this isn't her first obstacle in life. Right. She has been through much. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are listening, you who are listening right now, you may have been through a lot of things. Look back and see what God took you through. Mm-hmm. Look back and whether you acknowledged him or not to see where you are today and the hope that you have about a future. Again, 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God faithfully keeps his promises. Mm-hmm. What has God promised for us? That he would never leave us nor forsake us. Mm-hmm. That he will always be with us. Mm-hmm. Not only now, but forever mm-hmm. and ever yeah. and ever. And that he will never bring us harm, right? He will right. never harm us. He will not harm us. Yeah. That's he right. not harm us. That's right. Harm will come. Yes. But he is our defender. Right. And so these are times that while it is so difficult and while the hopes and plans have been dashed for many people, whether it's as simple as I don't get to go on that vacation I wanted to go on or I don't get to go to that favorite restaurant, or maybe you can now, but <laughs> got to sit so far away from people and, and have your waiter and waiters come up and you can't understand what they're saying because they got something <laughs> on their face, you know, or postponing a marriage or worse than that in so many people's lives. Death, mm-hmm. loss of a loved one. Nearly 100,000 Americans mm-hmm. have uh, been attributed to dying of coronavirus, and we don't know when that's going to be over. Um, but we know this, that God can faithfully restore us to the hopes that he puts in our hearts to redo us for a new day. Absolutely. A new future. Thank you for being a part of this. We hope that you 
have hope today, knowing that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when your hope is fulfilled, it's like a tree of life. Uh, God faithfully keeps his promises. Just encourage you today to remember that. If you've never talked to him, go ahead and call him up today. He's on. He's ready. Uh, his lines are never busy. And uh, he's always wanting and willing and desires to talk to you. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission. Remember the homeless today in our community and the hungry. There's uh, people in great need. Um, if you'd like to help support the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to our website at trmonline.org. And you can give there, find out more information how you can help. Or you can text TRM Give to 77977. TRM Give to 77977. Hang in there. We'll do this together because God has a plan.